everybody, welcome to another episode of IT Sandbox, where I share with you bite-sized actionable lessons in IT delivery that you can implement on your team today, all based on real life experience. My name is Christian Cox. I'm your host, your product and agile enthusiast. And I really wanna share with you things that I've learned along the way in my IT journey that hopefully can help you out. And of course, as I continue to learn, I'll continue to share. On today's episode, we have a really special guest. His name is Richard Hayden. We'll be talking about the Scrum Master role and kind of debunking the myth that the Scrum Master really doesn't do much. I actually had an episode teed up about the Scrum Master role, but searching in LinkedIn, reading articles, I came across a brilliant post that he did, and I thought that he would be the perfect person to talk about it. So without further ado, let's get into it. everybody uh so today we have a great guest here on the show with us i'm actually really excited to have you here his name is uh, richard hayden i found him by complete chance um just reading stuff about agile delivery on linkedin i'll let him in- introduce himself but he's basically a scrum master as well as an agile coach um i found him because i saw an article that he had written uh, and then reshared, I think was the one that I originally saw that post that you shared it again. Um, yeah. And I actually had an episode about the Scrum Master role teed up, but I saw your article and I was like, I don't think I could say it any better than, <laughs> than what was written in the <laughs> article. So, um, you know, who better to, to talk through, um, you know, Scrum and, uh, the, the, the scrum master role than someone who's actually doing it. I have the certification, but um, I haven't uh, I haven't formally been a scrum master yet. I've stayed more within right. the business analyst space, um, which, you know, there's some overlap, but then there are also some things that, as you know, are very specific to the scrum master role. So I guess kind of the first question, you know, that I want to ask that I usually ask everybody who comes on the show is kind of like, what's your background? How did you get into technology and agile delivery? I myself kind of just stumbled into technology by chance. And there's a lot of people that, that are out there that it happens to. But then, you know, other people maybe were like passionate about it out the gate. So I kind of just wanted to know like what your background is, you know, how you got into tech in the first place. Yeah, of course. Well, firstly, thank you very much for asking me to be part of this. Um, I'll try and talk a bit slower because I'm from the north of England, um, <laughs> which is a very Geordie accent, if you don't already know. So we tend to talk very fast. Um, so, yeah, so I've I worked for a financial in- institution for about 25 years, um, a building site called Northern Rock. Um, and then that changed the verge of money later, later on. Um, but, yeah, I started off early on in the in the branches and now mortgage administration, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I got into IT, again, I think just by chance, just wanted to um, – get out of the branch network, feel part of an up and coming industry, I guess, um, of what IT was. So I started off as a developer, did a bit of analysis, and that was in the old school, I guess, waterfall world. Yeah. Um, so that was about 20 years ago or so. Then I left there, um, didn't really, I didn't really enjoy the programming bit, the development bit as much. So I left there, did more strategic stuff, did a bit of project management, still having a hand in IT. Um, as things got more e-commerce-y, 
um, and we went online <clears throat> over the past 20 years as technology grew. Um, and so still kept an interest in there. Um, but I think it's probably been quite recent in the probably last five or six years um, where I was working at a bank um, and we tried out this agile new way of working. Um, the bank still did the traditional waterfall method of um, delivery, but there was a, a place um, which tried the agile um, frameworks. And I was lucky enough to be part of that. I was lucky enough to be selected to be part of this new place. Let's give it a go. Does it work? Does it not work? Um, and it was a huge success. Um, and that just, I guess, made my passion for Agile brilliant. Um, I wanted to be part of that. I loved being part of that. Um, all the collaborativeness, working with the people who are doing the work, mm -hmm. um, the frameworks that we used. Um, so, yeah, so... That was great to be part of that. Then since then, um, I left and joined a IT consultancy, again, to focus on purely Agile. Um, and I was lucky enough to work in some great places there um, using very various Agile frameworks. Um, and then about two years ago, I set up my own consultancy. Um, so now I go out alone um, and consult on Agile working um, or consult in banks and building sites about Scrum, um, what Agile is, um, and working in Scrum teams as I do now. Um, I, what I didn't want to do was move computer theory and completely be a coach, oh. um, because I think to to get that, I think experience is essential. Um, so what I wanted to do was work with the Scrum team, but also keep a hand in the coaching as well. I mean, but every day is a coach day as well, yeah. working with the team, <laughs> I guess. Um, so that's where the, the coach bit comes in as well. But yeah, um, Going down, I didn't want to go, as I say, I didn't want to go down the coach route purely that one, um, because I want to have a scrum team. Then I didn't want to purely have a scrum team because I also want to learn and help others learn about this fantastic world of agile and scrum. So that's kind of where I am now. So I'm working a, um, within the NHS at the moment, um, working with scrum teams, helping them um, on their agile techniques, mentoring and coaching people. Um, new de new scrum masters and new delivery managers um, on there when they're new with their journey. Yeah. So so yeah, that's that's how I am. I ended and, up where I am today, I guess. And and did you always um, like kind of did you know from the start that the you know because obviously there are a ton of roles uh, within the scrum and agile framework. Did you always yeah. know that you were going to um, kind of hone in on the scrum master role, or did it take you some time to figure out where? really um you know what role you wanted to play within the team yeah i guess as i tried project management before and worked in delivery and business readiness and getting getting the business excited about these new software deliveries etc that was where that passion bit was so it felt natural way to go in the scrum master role to be still at the forefront of delivery of being part of that delivery and making things happen i guess yeah. so yeah so that was where naturally fell um i guess okay and I just love it. Okay. So, and so that kind of, you know, kind of takes me to the the, the next point. Um, one of the things that you mentioned in the article that you wrote was, you know, and, and obviously you've seen it over and over again. Um, I myself, I also work in a large organization where, uh, you know, globally known brand, anyone would recognize it. And you say, how mm -hmm. are these, you know, incredible brands taking so long to kind of make yeah. that shift, right? Um, and it's, yeah, an yeah. it's an ongoing fight 
and is kind of preaching the gospel constantly, right? And the point that you make in the article is one of the responsibilities of the scrum master is living and breathing and, you know, agile scrum and being enthusiastic about it all the time. How do you, you know, in these larger organizations who are still kind of held on, they're still holding on to a waterfall in some way, how do you, you know, in the day-to-day kind of maintain that enthusiasm or that consistency to really share this passion and, and ultimately try and communicate the value to Agile Scrum to, to those, uh, you know, senior decision makers and, and key stakeholders? Yeah, um, that's a great question because it does happen all the time. I've seen it lots of times. Um, so what I would say is always start off small. Um, so either one team, two teams, or um, just keeping it small and proving your success. So you can't go into an organization, especially with um, some traditional, when they've got the traditional departments and teams set up, um, you can't go in there and preach and just say, right, there's this new thing called Scrum, there's a new thing called Agile, right, we'll do it from the, from this, this way from now on. That will never, ever work, um, as you've probably seen. Yep. <laughs> um, I think what you've got to do is start off with a small team and prove it works. So get that team, get a team delivering iteratively um, every couple of weeks, showing the success. Um, and what I've done in some organizations is just um, make this team an area that's different. So have the, um, I don't know, bean bags out, just different to the traditional big offices that you see, I guess. Uh-huh. So maybe put a um, foosball machine in, um, yeah. foosball table in, maybe um, have the have the sessions not around a table, uh, but standing up, um, have loads of whiteboards, have this space which has got um, different kind of chairs, different kind of tables, different kind of setup and layout, different things um, all around to showcase this area. Um, so make this area a huge success, success so people want to be part of it and that's how it grows. Um, whilst you're doing that, I guess, just keep continuing the showcasing the team uh-huh. either that may be putting i don't know putting signs up or on the team's intranet or on the company intranet site or things up saying this is an agile area look what we've delivered so far in some um companies i've been in they had tvs up which were blank i mean that it's just crazy in my eyes <laughs> it's just get your successes up there look what we've delivered this month and you know when this when the team look up at that it's it's like wow, because because the team that I'm thinking of, um, they delivered all the time. There was yeah. there was no problem with that, but nobody spoke about those successes. Nobody mentioned them, um, and they did some great stuff. So get it up there, and it it makes the team proud. And it's like it's like a wow moment, isn't it? It's yeah. wow. We've been there over the past two weeks. We've delivered this, this, and this, and then people walking past uh, just glance up at the TVs. Oh exactly. wow, look at that team. What, are they different? What what are they doing different? Why why have they delivered three? three web pages or whatever it is in the past two weeks we need to go through six months of testing for this and go through a big release (laughs) process what what are they doing different and it's just these little little pinpoints throughout the organization and then maybe it's myself or somebody the team would would go to the senior leadership team just to talk about what this team are doing at the minute and where we're at it's just these little things throughout the organization to to express interest as i say um, we have fun boards with um, like games on, like and our Kanban board, for, for instance. So anybody 
I think, and that's one of the agile principles, isn't it? Transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, so making this area a focus, making an area so anybody walking past and say, "What's this board? Are they just playing games on here? Yeah. What's this? <laughs> What's this word game on here? Can I join in?" So I had other teams walking past and joining the word game, and then when they're doing that, look, I'll, I'll tell you the answer. But look what we're doing here. Look, you can see what's to do in this sprint, what's in progress of this sprint, but look at what we've done in this sprint as well. Yeah. So, so it's just to, and it, that's a way of educating other people, coaching other people who know nothing about this area, who just walked straight past this area before, exactly. stopping them in their tracks um, and bringing them in part of this, part of that. So, I guess in answer to your question, it's just starting small but growing bigger, getting that respect, getting that. Um, getting that awareness out there, yeah. getting the passion within the team, and then more people join and grow and grow and grow and just grow that passion because it does work. And that's why I'm passionate about it because yeah. I've seen it work, you know, and you've, you've seen it work as a agile business analyst, I guess, um, but that does work. It, it mm-hmm. is great and you and, can deliver yeah. a lot. And, and it, it really has to do with, um, you know, kind of that transparency uh, that you touched on, which um, was, was, you know, another question that I had teed up the whole thing about transparency to me is kind of like, so there's two parts to it, right? There's transparency. Um, and, 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 and this was probably a two part question. Um, you know, so yeah. how does that transparency, you know, really affect some of the senior leadership over time? And then the other thing about transparency is when you go into organizations where some of the groups are more siloed and typically everybody is working heads down. Sometimes yeah. people are, uh, hesitant, right, to provide transparency into their own work, right? You look at uh, sessions like the stand-up where, you know, the basic principle is, okay, I tell you what I worked on yesterday, I tell you what I'm going to do today, and, you know, whatever blockers I might have. Um, yeah. That's a real shocker for some folks uh, yeah, up yeah, front, yeah. right? So kind of <clears throat> yeah. two, two parts to the whole transparency question is, you know, how do you work through kind of breaking through that um, that hesitancy to allow people to kind of feel comfortable, right? Opening up and saying, okay, you know, I worked on this yesterday, yeah. I'll do this today, I'll do this tomorrow. And then the other part is, you know, obviously that transparency as it translates into being able to show the value to executive leadership who says, okay, you know, we'll put in place more scrum teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, it's just through, through, looking at the team, talking with the team, collaboration with the team, and just to make the, the sessions that we have valuable. So for instance, the daily scrum that you that you referenced there, um, sometimes people do feel either a bit shy giving their update or are you are you asking us what we did yesterday? Uh-huh. Okay, if that's the case, then we'll, we'll mix it up, we'll walk the board, we'll talk about the stories that are in progress. So we'll not ask you what you did yesterday and we'll ask what you did today. We'll walk the board for a couple of days. So who's working on this story? What is it is it on track? Um, how is it going? And we'll get people. And then that encourages other people who might be a bit quiet to say, all right, yes, I did this bit. or oh, I can do that bit. I can help that bit. And then after a couple of days of doing that, go back to going around the team. Um, and it's and what you want to get away from, I guess, in the daily scrum, it's not a status meeting. No, it's not a... Okay. It's not. I went to this meeting. I went to that meeting. I had lunch. I did this. It's you don't want to talk about that. I guess what we want is a quick, snappy daily scrum, which talks about the stories that we've the team has forecasted to do in that sprint, what they're working on on those stories, and if they've got any blockers. And that's it. That's the 
that's the idea of the daily scrum, I guess, to make sure we're on track, make sure the stories are moving across um, and take away any blockers. And anybody from the team can help take away blockers. So I, I will encourage that from everybody. Um, and any, even the quiet ones can help take away blockers. So, um, so by promoting this way of working, it helps even the quiet ones because they can find out answers in that daily scrum, mm -hmm. for example, um, from other people. So it's the daily is, I think, what we're going to get across. And again, that's a great question because I've seen in other, in other organizations where the thing the scrum master's got to go for, for a start. We, we don't. It's not my, it's not my meeting. <laughs> um, it's or the scrum master leads it or facilitates it and like starts a meeting. But again, that's, I think one of the things, and I'll come back to this in a second, but one, one of the things I think with Scrum Framework, it's so easy to learn. You can learn it in half an hour, possibly the Scrum Framework. You can have a look at it. You can have a look at the events, see what events are to make up that Scrum Framework. It's so easy learnable. What's hard is unlearning the, um, the old bureaucratic thing that might be in your head or the old methodologies that may be in your head, whether that's traditional waterfall or whether that's, um, board meetings or, or whatever it is it's yeah. unlearning that so you can proceed with your agile thinking your agile mindset um so yes yeah, so we'll come back to the daily scrum i guess it's just it's not for the scrum master to start a meeting as such mm -hmm. it's just for the development team to get together look guys we we started two weeks ago we we forecast what we bring in the team um we forecast what work you you decide that yeah the team did not me or anybody else, you you as a team decided that. How are we getting on with that? Are there any blockers? Is it progressing all right? And it could, it could be as simple as that for a couple of days. So what I would say is just mix it up um, according to your team, according to where, where you are in the sprint. So you might want to get a bit more stricter, I guess, near the end, ask more questions um, and um, talk with the team a bit more. But again, it's not for me. So yeah. my job as a coach, um, is to be quiet, is to listen in the, in the daily scrum um, and see what's going on, see how they're talking, and then coach afterwards with people. Oh, why didn't you shout up about that? Why didn't you talk about that? I see your story's been in there for a while. Is there a reason for that? And just to help them bring their confidence and understanding of scrum along. Um, again, with quizzes and everything. So I always put that question in a quiz or <laughs> about the scrum master being in the daily scrum. And... Every time it's yeah, the scrum master has been the daily scrum. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> so uh, it was easy when we were in the office because I would just sit behind, I guess, and listen sometimes. And if they look up at me or saying, "Come on, join us," I'm, no, no, I'm I'm in the middle of something. You carry on. And it's just my my job, I guess, as a scrum master, is to make my job make me redundant. So I don't have to be that team. Yeah. The team are, can be self-organized. They can run together. They can go to the event and say, okay, to a retro, for example. Okay, right, let's talk about how last sprint went without me facilitating or without me saying, okay, this is the retro. That's how we, how we do it. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, that, so that's my job, and it, it's so magical when <laughs> that does happen. When they can do it by when themselves, they, yeah. Yeah, and they go to the daily scrum and – Say I'm at, if I'm late because I'm on a call or something, and they've already started talking about the tickets and started talking about blockers, who can help me? That's that's magical to hear for me yeah. because they learn, they've got that mindset. The mindset is the most important thing, isn't it? As as you know as well from business analysts, you can have the tools and practices 
like you can use Jira, you can use something at the bottom. Um, but getting those values and the mindset in your head to collaborate without sending an email or don't wait till the next day for the daily scrum. You can just talk to somebody now, just collaborate now. Just yeah. um, we're all in this together, you know. It's called it's called, it's called scrum. Yeah. For a reason, isn't it? It's from rugby. It doesn't yeah. stand for anything. It's from rugby. It's a team sport, this. And that's what I try to coach out as well. It's not it's not an individual thing. So by you not helping somebody brings down the team. Um so yeah, so definitely. To, that was a long way, long, long winded way to answer no, your that, question. That's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Um it, it's good because, you know, again, going back to kind of the, the original thing about transparency is it's 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 hard right you know i yeah, I, think, yeah. I think i was fortunate you know when, when when i kind of fell into technology by chance um you know i was you know early 20s so i didn't really have any previous formal working experience right so it's been the only thing that i've really known um so i right. can really see how that's difficult for <clears throat> folks who have worked um in it you know a certain way for a long time and then yeah. you know you know this you know scrum's been around for for you know a long time now but still it's 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 a shock right to um especially yeah, yeah. You, know, people, you know in larger organizations where they they have a lot of you know red tape and and different procedures and things that got to happen before you can kind of progress um so it, it's yeah. definitely good to you know continuously talk about these things uh which is something that you 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 mentioned in the in the uh in your in your note right you said to continuously question yeah. challenge uh yeah, consider, exactly, yeah. uh consider and coach individuals and, and kind of just you know constantly challenge a little bit the system to see if you know you can break a little bit out of that mold they have um so so that's that's, yeah. that's good that's good um and that's my job to encourage their mindset of enthusiasticness and creativity and collaborative and, and as i put in my blog experimental just to just to give that a go just to encourage that because it, as you say it is a huge it could be for some people a huge shift change mm -hmm. to stand up every morning and say what what are you working exactly. on exactly in front of your team <laughs> that is massive like, exactly but that's what that's what agile and scrum does and it's not it's not a thing to point fingers out it's not to to say things but it does hold and honestly it does hold the mirror up to problem so so a lot of companies think agile is possibly a problem or scrum is a problem and so it's just because we've held up the mirror to to show the problem that was already there um whether that be somebody who can't adapt to that or whether that be a problem in i don't know the testing process or the development process or how they don't work together that's always been there but agile holds up that transparency mirror to show show that you can't really and I don't mean this in a negative way, but you can't really hide in Agile and uh -huh. Scrum. Exactly. It's, yeah. it, and you shouldn't be hiding, or scr hiding away. Um, it should be a team thing. But but I get it is a big thing for some people to adapt. And maybe some people will never adapt and they, they don't want to work in Agile and Scrum um, because they don't, I don't know, have they got something to hide <laughs> or it's not that kind of, it's not for them yeah and if it's not for them that that's fine um but it is for me 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and I think bring that passion. I think there's a yeah. there's a tendency. Um, you know, a lot of organizations are slowly making the shift, but it it is something that's yeah. You know, it's 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 constantly preaching the gospel, and it's definitely an ongoing thing. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in. But before we get to the rest of the segment, just a quick reminder that the IT Sandbox is brought to you by the CHC Group. You know, I always say it. If you're trying to drive change in your IT organization, or you know, just make sure that everyone's on the same page, the only way to do that is to have more people on your team speaking the same language. And that's where the CHC Group comes into play. We're bringing to you staffing solutions for IT people by IT people. My colleagues and I, we've actually been in the day-to-day grind and the madness of IT delivery on a ton of different projects. So before we even put a candidate in front of you to interview, we're asking them better screening questions up front because we've been there. We're asking questions as if they were gonna join our team. So if you're looking to ramp up your delivery capacity or just drive some change in your organization, feel free to head on over to the chcgroup.net to learn how we can support your staffing and other business needs. Links in the show notes, feel free to check us out. been um, talking to a couple of other teams um, within um, various organizations who aren't even IT and what we've, what I've talked to them teams about and I haven't even hardly mentioned Agile or Scrum um, what I've just talked to them about is okay so you've got a big complex problem you've got loads of things going on you're busy are you right okay let's see how we can break that down so using the principles that I know is Agile and Scrum but without coaching without um, dictating what Agile and Scrum is. Yeah. Um, so we talk about complex problems. We talk about breaking them down. We talk about creating a board, which um, we can do a Kanban board. We talk about visibility. We can talk about transparency and adaption, or you can just change the, this around. And we talk about all of that, about their problems, whether it's HR department um, or fraud department I've been talking to. Um, and then at the end of that, after, I don't know, a couple of weeks or even one session, so what, what we've just gone through is Agile and Scrum. It's like, it's I don't want to preach what Agile and Scrum is, but I, I just want to coach and support you to break things down, which initially the same they seem impossible to do, yeah? yeah. Um, and, creating and that, something yeah. is complex. And, and that kind of um, that kind of touches on, on the next question that I wanted to ask you, because actually the title of the article was so good that you wrote, it said... Um, you know, so you facilitate the standard. Remind me. Yeah, remind me. <laughs> what else? What else do you do outside of that? Right. Um, yeah. And I think anyone who's ever done the the, the Scrum Master um, uh, the course, you know, you, you know that you know one of the main responsibilities for the Scrum Master is to remove impediments and help things kind of flow. You talked yeah. about, for example, coordinating with the PO and the technical team to look at the, the, the backlog and help to prioritize yeah. items. But aside from that, you know, people tend to forget that an impediment could be even something like a license that's missing that yeah, you know, yeah. the, the developer needs to work, right? Um, so kind of yeah, like, yeah. What, are, what are some, you know, a few more examples of things that go on outside of the, you know, some of the ceremonies 
you know, can kind of give people some insight into what, what that actually looks like um, as far as removing impediments, blockers, and, and really just helping things to, to flow, right? Because, you know, one of the things I always say is you come across teams where, technical teams, right, where you've got people who are extremely talented from a developing standpoint, but sometimes without some of that guidance and, and direction on, on where to go and, and kind of from a collaborative standpoint, uh, you know, frameworks that really promote being able to deliver rapidly and all the things that we look for in Scrum, things come to a standstill. And we see it yeah. all the time, especially in some of these larger organizations, you know. So um, what does that kind of look like from the standpoint of removing impediments and, and kind of helping, you know, the whole, the whole idea of Agile Scrum flow for the team? Yeah, so I mean, there is a lot to this role, I think. So for those who are part of Scrum and Agile and if they get what a Scrum Master role is, they think, um, and they're right, that we're, we're very busy. We're constantly busy. We've got loads of things going on. We're juggling loads of balls at the minute. So it could be dealing with half of the team has got issues, either off sick or um, I don't know, have got issues at home, for instance, especially at the minute with lockdown, which... I've got to bear in mind. So a, a, a person who knows about Scrum will know I'm busy. A person who doesn't know about the scrum, a good, good Scrum Master will think you do events or ceremonies. Yeah. Um, and then that's it. And then sit back and wait for the <laughs> development team to do the rest. And that's what's infuriating because I'm so busy, I guess. <laughs> um, so that I think that's when I know with the team, if they think I'm not busy, then I think, all right, okay, they need coaching, they need to understand yeah. what else is going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just there's just lots and lots of impediments and coaching that needs doing. So, or it might be improving processes. So there's always problems um, with teams. There's always problems in organizations. There's always issues with processes or knowledge of skills. So my half or some part of my job is to understand where the team needs to upscale, where the team needs to um, really learn about something, where we need to have a look at the process. So not just the retro, just where we need to look at the process and what can we influence in the organization or where, where can we say that, where can we challenge the organization more? So if we are this small department and this small area um, and we are being successful, coaching that out to other people why can't the other departments adapt to us because i think often in large organizations um it's like how does the agile team have to adapt to the traditional organization um and what i always challenge is why can't they change to adapt to us which is successful you know yeah. um so a lot of it's coaching the organization helping them helping the product owner with the backlog um i've got two backlogs at the minute because i'm on two different teams so that's a huge job working with the business analysts and the product owners on that backlog, working with the team on their, um, might be their personal issues, might be knowledge upskill, or it might be just the current stories in the sprint. Is somebody off sick? What are we going to do about it? Or do we have to change our um, sprint goals? What are we going to, um, how are we going to talk to our stakeholders? And it's, so it's all of that. It's giving our stakeholders confidence in what we do. So I might be coaching stakeholders. How does the team work? How do we do this to to bring them on the agile and scrum bus? I guess because mm -hmm. um, I want as many people on this bus as possible to exactly. understand what we do. Um, so yeah, and 
and as I say, promoting the team. So how can I get into the next show and tell in the, in the company, how can I get on the next call to tell everybody what good stuff we're doing? Because we could do good, great stuff, but nobody knows about it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking to see how we promote that. Making the area, I was going to say making the area as best you can, um, but that's when we're in the office. Now we're in lockdown, it's even harder. <laughs> yeah. So it's how do we make a remote team um, look good? And again, that's through various internet things, being vocal on communities of practice, being vocal on um, like Slack channels or collaborative channels um, that companies have, and just promoting those successes. Um, what else? And a lot of the things I've got to look at is experimental or looking at what we do now. So looking at our burn down chart, how can we make that better? Looking at it, how, how long are stories in the to-do column? How long are they in, in progress column? How can we make that better? How can we improve each bit yeah. um, to make it all better as a as a whole? And there are always different things. Look at, look at how many tickets we bring in each time. How many tickets are in here? Does one person do more stories than the other person? Why is that? And it's understanding the root causes of any problems like that. Yeah. Um, that sometimes takes a lot of analysis and collaboration. Yeah. That, and that, that's, um, that's good. So, yeah, that's good because yes. um, a lot of times, you know, some of the, you know, as as team members, when we're, we're working heads down and, 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 you know, we're in our day to day, we don't realize all the time that, you know, some of these little annoyances that uh, that we complain about, you know, they are blockers, right, themselves. And, yeah. and, and you know, like you said, yeah, exactly, yeah. It, 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 and they don't they, know it. Exactly. <laughs> they're, they're blockers or things that, Kind of you know make our lives more difficult when we're working yeah we find ways to work around them but still you know they're they're inconveniences and so like you said that does take a lot of analysis and dedicated time to to kind of you know make those processes more optimized um so that's yeah, good exactly. so for for, the, for anyone no. who's listening scrum masters they, they they got a lot of stuff on their plates too <laughs> but it, it's, it's definitely a full-time thing right when you got to be collaborating with people from all over the business to see you know why 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 certain things are getting held up yeah right. exactly so, one of the big things at the minute yeah. just to just end on that question i think which i haven't touched on that much is just motivation at the moment oh, yeah. um oh, obviously yeah. we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic people are working from home some of my team live by themselves um so they're in a room by themselves, for example. Or even if you're in a room just with your family, it, it's hard. Yep. We've got children at home on holiday. Um, as if it's a pandemic, you put the news on, it's awful. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's just trying to, how to motivate the team in these circumstances. So my, I feel it's my job to help um, help motivate that team, help, help them become a better team is my job. So encourage the FaceTime, encourage to put your cameras on. Um, we have quizzes still weekly um just even 30 minutes for a quiz which some some people who don't get scrum and agile possibly you've got time for a quiz when when we're so busy <laughs> um yes yes but listen it's only 30 minutes on a lunch time yeah. we work 40 hours a week yeah. um and we sort of have themes to that so wear sunglasses to the webcams let's talk about what you're doing at the weekend so again on the standards on a friday it's like what you're doing on the weekend and what story are you working on today on a Monday, what did you do at the weekend? Um, and what's the story you're working on today, for example? And again, that's to encourage collaboration. So I might say they played badminton in the back garden. Oh, all right, I played badminton. How do, how do you do? How good are you? Oh, on the bike ride. Oh, what kind of bike have you got? I go bike riding. 
So yeah. then they've got that common link rather than yeah. just a face on a camera talking about a development story. It's talking about these common interests. And a lot of my retros are themed around that as well. Just people getting to know each other. Have you got children? Do you live alone? What are your hobbies? What's your favorite film? What's your favorite food? And, and it's like, oh yeah, I love Nando's too. Or when can we get back to Nando's, etc. And it's yeah. just encouraging that collaboration. And, and now is so important for that. Um, as I say, with us all working from home. So, so yeah, that's it's another big thing for me. And to understand the team, the team's morale and bring it back up, constantly bring it up to that and make them a, a team who is um, working together. Yeah, yeah, especially these days, like you say, um, where everything is, uh, it, you know, obviously the world has been so shaken up <laughs> this last year. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, the, Slightly. It's, it's kind of that extra layer of, of creativity. <clears throat> um it is yeah so um i don't know if you've just so i was just going to talk about one thing for a second um i know we're over time that's a scrum master likes to talk sometimes <laughs> don't they no it's good um have you, have you seen the modern agile um diagram with the four quadrants um no i haven't seen it check it check it out um i'll let you have a look after this but it's it's um or google it um it's modern agile um and it just really resonates with me it's because as, as you said before agile and scrum have been around for for a while now sometimes up to 30 40 years for scrum i guess um and there's been lots of strain um strains strains of agile i guess with agile manifesto uh -huh. and the scrum values etc but the scrum um the modern agile four piece really brings it together i think so there's one which is make people awesome one so there's four quadrants okay. um one which is make people awesome and again that really resonates with me make the team awesome make your stakeholders awesome make your business awesome that's part of my job um another quadrant is making safety a pre prerequisite so safety is it's a human need a basic human need isn't it uh-huh so making the team feel safe, making your stakeholders feel safe, making your customers feel safe in your service, for instance, if you software development. So it's make people awesome, make safety a prerequisite. The third one is experiment and learn rapidly. Um, and again, you can't make people awesome or make safety a prerequisite if you aren't learning and experimenting to get better each time. So fail fast and learn, learn from that. Yeah. Um, and the fourth quadrant that is deliver value continuously. So not delivering doesn't help anyone be awesome, yeah? I think we all agree with that. <laughs> yep, or yep. be safe. So we've always got a question that and always deliver value continuously. Work with our product owner to understand what's valuable to the company or the organization. Make the team feel safe. Make them feel awesome and experiment and learn rapidly. So breaking down in those four quadrants really resonates with me and brings all the previous agile thoughts and manifestos into, into there. So I'd urge everybody to just just check out that modern agile um quadrant it'd be good to get um some thoughts on that from people what they think of it does it encompass everything does it not encompass everything yeah um but yeah so just yeah, check I'll, it out if you haven't seen I'll it be, i'll be sure to, to check that out and i'll also um yeah i'll drop that in the in the show notes for for folks who are listening um wow this was incredible <laughs> i i tried... talk too much or too fast no no this was this was great i i tried to i i mean and i'm gonna share the notes um sorry I, i'm gonna share the link to to um to rich's article in the in the show notes for you guys to check that out as well um 
there's so much to talk about and there was a ton of really good stuff yeah. in the article <laughs> and I tried to break it down to some of the key takeaways but I mean um there's there's and you have a blog still you have a blog that's up with a with a bunch of other notes as well um yeah yeah really it's really early days but there's a few, few things on there really good um, stuff. I've got a blog on retros yeah yeah really good stuff um I hope we can do a second session sometime because <laughs> there's there's a there's you know there's a ton of stuff that I that I want to talk about uh, on the show and and uh, and share with, for that, Christian. share with people through kind of like this Definitely. continuous education because you know, it's 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 an ongoing thing and um, I'm sure you know people thought by now we would have like flying cars and you know all this really futuristic <laughs> stuff um, and you know clearly we haven't changed all that much there's still certain um, habits that we're holding on to right so this is we don't got them in the usa <laughs> not yet not yet <laughs> uh, so we're, we're still working on things right um and so it's, it's a it's an ongoing conversation um so real quick real quick uh rich um for, yeah. for the audience where can we find you where can we link with you um i know you're on linkedin but if you want to give uh you want to give the the audience a holler uh, how to find you and then if you're on other social media as well where, where we can uh, chat with you and, and connect. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, um, connect with me on LinkedIn. I try to put a few things on there of how we collaborate with the team, a few examples on there um, of how we are getting back to the office, for example, in lockdown, I put that one on yesterday. Um, but yeah, so it's Richard Hayden, um, H-A-Y-D-O-N. Okay. I don't think I've got a URL, but if you if you drop that in, okay. yeah, where you're writing, Christian, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and on WordPress, I've got a blog, um, The Scribblings of a Scrum Master. Um, cool. There's only a couple on there yet, but I hope to hope to grow that um, if I get time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> if I get the team self-managing and I've got time to write another <laughs> blog. It would be great to catch up with you again as well Definitely. Um, to talk about how we get back to the office, how maybe things are, are working now. We're still remote working. Do we have to adapt anything? Um, how we are working, which we haven't really touched on, the daily scrum, for example, online rather than stand around yeah. the whiteboard, because um, it is—it's very different. It, so, yeah, yeah. so yeah, it'd be good to catch up in a couple of months' time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Well, th- guys, there you have it. I'll be sure to drop all of uh, Rich's information in the in the show notes for you guys to link with him, follow him on LinkedIn and, and on his uh, WordPress blog. And yeah, we'll definitely have to do this again in a few months' time. I'm sure we'll we'll still be talking about virtual um, solutions. <laughs> Uh, it seems like we're going to do this for for the long run. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thanks again for being on the show. Um, no, thank you for asking ma- me. Massive pleasure. This is huge. Uh, great value for everybody who's listening. You know, this this only gets better through collaboration and, cons- and constant education. So uh, really glad to have you on here. Great talk to you. And thanks for asking me. All right. Thanks, Richard. Take care. Thank you. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks again for tuning in today. I hope you got some value out of this segment. So a lot of really good takeaways from Richard's conversation with me. He's somebody who's really passionate about agile delivery, really passionate about the Scrum framework. And there's a lot of little things that you can do over time that build up to some meaningful and lasting change in an organization. So I hope you found something that you can take away, share with your team, and hopefully drive a little bit of change in your organization, even if it's getting better 1% every day. So if you enjoyed the episode, feel free to like, share and subscribe because there's going to be more to come. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one.